Um, okay, we're going to start actually in John 1. John, I didn't give you that text. Surprise, surprise. Um, so if you want to go with me to Gospel of John, chapter 1. I'm going to read a little bit there. And then we're going to probably end up in Romans. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, okay. I want to give a few thoughts as we set this up. Um, first, I was thinking about this idea, and this came from a, a book that I read this year um, called Beholding and Proclaiming. It was a book on um, preaching, but I think the broader concept is this idea of, of letting the truth of what God has given us in the gospel um, Letting it be become more apparent to us, um, dwelling on it, thinking about it, letting it wash over us, letting it um, uh, change us, and um, and that happens when we do those things and we spend time in the Word and we let God speak to us that way. Um, it's why it's a part of. Um, our gathering, a center part of our gathering. That's why we come to Scripture. Um, and then with that, proclaiming. And in this context, proclaiming is taking that and as you process it, as a, as a pastor might process it or as a home group leader might process it, then um, being able to then share that and speak about that and uh, preach on that. Um, and a simple idea, two parts, beholding and then proclaiming. And I think that's actually what we're all called to do um, as we reflect on what God has done and who he is, um, that we would uh, soak that in, that we would um, focus on that, and that we would also share that, um, that we would, through our lives and through our words, um, that we would proclaim the, the truth of what we know and the goodness of what we've received. Um, and I was thinking about that as it relates to Advent. And um, I want that to kind of be a framework for us for this time. Um, this, this sense of, of as we gather, that, that we're gathering around the truths that are unique to this time, um, unique to... Advent season, and we're letting um, those things wash over us, and we're letting those things speak to us, and we're letting those things um, reorient us, um, and with that, that we are thinking about what do we do with that, and how do we take that with us, and how do we uh, share that in this time? Uh, so I, I, I want us to think about that, and partly because um, I don't know about you, but this shift to um, not, not just Advent, but things of this season happens, in my estimation, rather abruptly, right? Like a week ago, we were maybe getting ready for Thanksgiving, and now it's like a mad dash to Christmas. Um, and some of you, like, you couldn't wait for that shift. Like, you were ready for it. You, you had... The, the decorations already out and ready to set up. Um, others, you're still not there yet. 
um, me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and then if we if we if we zoom that in, regardless of where you fit in that, um, I'd say that that applies to us as well as it relates to um, the Advent season. Um, and I, I think there's something where it's like here we are talking about it, and you might not be ready for it. And I just want you to know that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm saying that to myself right now because I'm not ready uh, in some ways for this. Or at least I don't feel ready. I don't feel ready for it. And, and that's, I think, part of what I've been wrestling with this past week is not feeling into this or not feeling ready for it. Well, ready or not, here it is kind of thing. And I think there's something about the beholding and proclaiming thing. And that's what I, I want us to kind of um, just enter into tonight, regardless of where you're at, like, that we would just enter into and invite God to saturate us with the truth of what this time is about. Because it's, it's not first and foremost about feeling a certain way. I'd say, actually, we want our feelings to be oriented to the truth of, of what God is wanting to communicate to us and remind us of and, and bring us into perhaps for the very first time about who he is and what he's done and what he is doing. Um, so, so actually that gives us some permission to say regardless of where you're at right now, what we want and what we're asking God to do is to bring us into that. And he does that through the power of his spirit and through the power of his word. And so I just want us to pray for that, for tonight and for this season, um, individually and together, and even for others, um, that what he does in us, um, he will do through us. So God, we, we just in, invite your Holy Spirit to lead us into truth tonight. And we want to fix our eyes and our hearts and our minds on you and, and what you want to say and, and God, we are here for that purpose. And God, I thank you that this is a significant moment because we're here and you're here. We could be at other places doing other things, but we're here. And God, I thank you that this time is meaningful and it matters because of that. And because you're with us in this. And you have something to say. And, and so it's my prayer that we wouldn't miss it. And so we ask you to, to help us to focus, God, I ask you to, to help me communicate, God, what you want to speak to this family tonight, and even some of the things that have been on my heart that I haven't really known how to put words to, God, that you would help um, bring that about. And um, God, we, we do just want to settle in this moment. So help, help make us aware of your presence first. And that you have something for us. And that it's good. And help us to cooperate with that. To be open to it. And to know what to do with it. And to respond, to be obedient to that. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so, 
As I was thinking about Advent this year, um, I thought we'd go through something that may be familiar for some of you. It, it's, it's new for me, um, depending on what background you have and if you grew up in any church environment, maybe you experienced some of this. Um, Advent itself wasn't really something I grew up, it wasn't, um, grew up with, it wasn't something centered to um, this, this time, even though I grew up in a church. It was more like preparing for Christmas. So probably some of the same things, but we didn't use the word Advent. Um, anybody um, grow up in a church with an Advent wreath? Okay, Rebecca, hey, <laughs> you could probably leave this then. Um, we don't have one, partly um, because, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we will. Is it too late if we have one next week? Okay. Well, I asked that because there's four parts to the wreath as there's four weeks to the time leading up to um, Christmas and our acknowledgement of Christ's birth. And each one of those times is represented by, uh, each one of those weeks is represented by a candle. Each one of those candles is represented by a theme. Um, and so four themes, four candles, uh, four weeks. And those themes, you want to guess what those themes are? Anyone? Anyone? Rebecca, you want to tell us? Do you remember? Do you remember? Honestly, no. Okay, all right. Okay. Hope, joy, peace, love. You passed the test. <laughs> Yeah, so four themes, hope, peace, joy, and love, okay? And so we're going to spend some time um, reflecting on each of those over the next four weeks. Um, as I was thinking about Advent and, and, and thinking about those themes, thinking like, yes, those are good things to think about. And if we could actually get something related to those themes, a little more of any of those in our lives, that would be a good thing. Um, but as I think about just this season and what makes it specific, uh, specifically meaningful for us as Christ followers, um, you know, I wonder actually if, if, if you took those themes and separated them from, from the story that we're going to reflect on them um, with, if um, those themes could just be universal and you could just call them Christmas themes or you could call them holiday themes even better, you know? I mean, like, think about it. Those are things that most people are after in this time. And it's probably one of the reasons that many people get excited about this season is the, the, the feelings associated with those. Um, so they're not necessarily explicitly um, Advent-related themes. Um, and if you asked anyone um, whether they follow Jesus or not, they'd probably say, yeah, I want those things in my life this season. And so it might be more a question of um, where we think we're actually going to get those things and how they come to us and, and what they actually are. Um, I think those themes have kind of been co-opted by um, the, the environment that we live in, in fact, in such a way where we, we actually are trying to sell people on those things. Um, or we're trying to actually 
by people with those things. Um, I think it's a reason that this time is the, the most consumeristic time of the year, hands down. Because we want those things, and, and there's, a, there's a, a narrative that says, you want those things, you can get them with your money. <laughs> or you can get them through the right relationship, or you can get them through the right uh, arrangement of decor in your home. I don't know if people are really saying that last one, but maybe, actually, maybe. So I wonder even for us as Christians if, if some of that is, if we have a similar sentiment sometimes. And so we might be actually um, after some of the same things, uh, our shallow version of those things, um, and um, and just calling it Advent, or calling it Christian, or calling it yeah different when it, when it may not be. Like I'm I'm thinking about that for myself. And I want to suggest that one of the things that makes our pursuit of these things in this time, our reflection of these things in this time different, is that when we look at hope, peace, joy, and love, first of all, what what we're saying is that those things are found in a person, in a person. They're found in Jesus, okay? So kind of the spoiler alert. That's what we're asserting. Whether we live that way or not, whether we actually believe that in our heart right now or not, that's what makes um, Advent different from just celebrating the holidays. And that that is what should make our pursuit of these things different from anyone else's pursuit of these things. Is that we're saying that these things are found in Jesus. That our hope is in him, our peace is in him, our joy is in him, and, and our love comes from him. Okay? So that's what I would assert is what makes um, our pursuit of these things different. But I think something else makes our understanding of these things different, or hopefully will as we, as we get there, as we go there. Um, I want to suggest that as we look at each of these things, that we... The, the gospel actually shows us a much, a much broader or a deeper understanding of these things because it doesn't just show us hope, but it talks about despair. It doesn't just say be at peace, but it's peace in the middle of chaos. And it recognizes the chaos. It's joy in the middle of adversity and it's love in the middle of and even um, while maybe wrestling with alternative feelings. So. I, I think for me, that's good news, because while, as I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I enter into this season? And even when I'm thinking about hope, peace, joy, love. And, and like one of the first thoughts is I should have those things or I need more of those things. But I, I feel like one of the things that God wants to tell us is that 
These are things that come in the middle of the other stuff. (laughs) They're things that God wants to offer us and bring us. And in fact, that's part of this story. These are things that come even as we're experiencing a lack of those things and something else perhaps entirely, even as we're experiencing despair, even as we're uh, experiencing unrest or anxiety or fear, even as we're experiencing depression, even as we're experiencing hatred in our heart or apathy in our heart. So I would suggest that, that, that one of the things God wants to do in this season is um, to not just call us to these things, to feel these things or experience these things, but to recognize, in fact, our need for these things. And part of how we do that is by recognizing our lack of these things or recognizing all the other emotions or feelings or state of being that um, perhaps uh, are, are familiar and common and more normal than we would like them to be. Okay? Um, so I want to focus tonight on hope. And let's go to John 1, and I want to read through verse 14. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not recognize him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Um, before we get into hope a little bit more, as it relates to this word advent, it means coming. And I don't know why, but it, it kind of just hit me for the first time today um, that part of what we're doing in this time is actually um, preparing for the salvation that we acknowledge on Christmas has come in Jesus. We're preparing for that. So, in some ways, like, if you're not feeling it yet, you know, maybe that's actually okay because um, this story doesn't just start with Jesus showing up. The this, this story starts with the waiting, 
The story starts with the void. The story starts with the darkness. And then the light comes. And um, that is where we find ourselves. Um, That is the beginning of the Advent story. The people of God were waiting for God to do something. And there was this long gap. There was this this span of 400 years where um, God had not spoken directly to his people through a prophet. So Advent doesn't just show up. There's the waiting. There's the darkness. There's the void. So the coming, even for us, I think one of the powerful things about this season, even though we, we like, <laughs> newsflash, baby Jesus has come already, <laughs> and he gone. <laughs> That's why we don't pray to baby Jesus, because <laughs> he grew up. But in the same way, we, we journey to the cross, and we journey and, and, and we, we sit in that time, in that process before the resurrection. I think there is something to be had for us in journeying to the birth. And so part of this is, you know, John is introducing that um, there was the void that existed before God spoke, right? Uh, I think it, it kind of mirrors what was happening in, in the world as they were waiting for a savior. So Advent is not just recognizing that Jesus has already come, but it's also acknowledging that place where we're waiting for his coming um, and, and the things that, that exist there. And a lot of the things that exist there still exist here because even though he's come, we're still waiting for him, we're waiting for him to return, but we're also waiting for him to show up again. We're, we're waiting to get renewed understanding of who he is right now. So I think in that way, it's one of the reasons hope is really vital and significant and meaningful to this time. And hope is something needed in the waiting. Hope is something needed in the waiting. Before I talk um, more about that, and this might be a little um, um, I don't know the word for it, um, all over the place, but uh, I can't help but think about this because it happened today, and um, I'm still processing what to make, make of it, but I thought it was kind of appropriate. Um, so we, um, we put our Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving this year. That was new for us. And we got a um, pecan pie for, um, from our, our realtor as a, as a little appreciation gift um, leading up to Thanksgiving. And we ate that before Thanksgiving. Um, all that to say, things are a little out of whack. <laughs> um, maybe we were just like 
Actually, the reason we got a tree before Thanksgiving is because my kids were driving me crazy last Saturday. And I said, we are leaving this house and we won't come back until we have a tree. Uh, so we went and got one. It was actually us just saying, we're, we're, this is like our way of, of staying sane right now because our kids were bouncing off the walls. And so let's go cut down a tree. It worked. It was great. It, it totally saved the day for us. So that's why the tree ended up a week early. We haven't done that before. We're not, we're not just those people who are like, you know, um, keep moving the date up, you know, for when you can decorate. But our house is very nicely decorated. And I said that last week, thanks to Maria and Michelle. I very little to do with it, except that I did cut the tree down. Um, even my kids did more in, in helping decorate the house than me. So just to give the appropriate credit. So there we are this morning having a lovely breakfast. Michelle was over, so she witnessed this all firsthand. Our house is beautifully decorated. My kids were not really participating in the breakfast the way I would have liked them to. So we set them free. Go to the other room. Don't bother us. Go play. Be quiet if you can. You know, don't even know what that word is or how to do it, but whatever. Um, and then there was a candle that my son was like, I'm, yeah, you see? They're on cue, screaming their heads off. Uh, pray for Cheyenne. Yes, we pray for Cheyenne. We want to keep her around. If you haven't met Cheyenne yet, she's our new help uh, with our kids. Uh, she's on a, um, right now, a short-term hire, hopefully long-term. But yes, that's where you come in. Pray for her, that she sticks around and that they're nice enough to her. Uh, so one of my sons wanted to blow out this candle, and um, I said no, and then my other son wanted to blow it out, and then I realized um, he hadn't gotten to blow one out yet, so I let him blow it out, and that just um, set the first son off, and he was upset and started throwing things, and then he took a, a small wooden fishing pole, it's a toy, um, and he threw it at the TV. And that was the end of the TV. <laughs> but that was the beginning of a mini tirade by me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know what they heard from the other room, but it wasn't pretty. And I, 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 I took him upstairs and we had a few words. <laughs> And I, I, it took everything to contain what was in my heart over that not very expensive TV being broken. And I thought, this is appropriate. Because Black Friday was two days ago, and if I had known this was going to happen, I could have bought a replacement. That was actually one of my first thoughts. Uh, <laughs> But then I was thinking, um, as I thought more about it, um, oh, this is, this is appropriate. You know, we have the lights, we have the tree, we have the ornaments. It looks beautiful, but it's not without chaos. It's not without mess. It's not without things getting broken. It's not without 
some extreme anger in my heart that I'm trying to keep in there so as to not hurt you. I'm a little ashamed to say that. And I had to talk myself down. It's just a $200 TV. I mean, granted, that was on sale, but it's just a $200 TV. I think we're called to hope in the middle of that. In the middle of things breaking. In the middle of the ugly. This season isn't about putting more lights on stuff to make it look prettier and hoping in that. This season is about a hope that anchors us even when the lights aren't bright enough to, to, to be able to blur out the ugliness. And as we start Advent, I think what we are actually called into, even before hope, is we're called into an acknowledgement of our state. An acknowledgement of our brokenness. An acknowledgement of the darkness that resides. That's, that's, that's a eyes wide open view of the season, of the time that, that precipitated Christ's coming. Like us acknowledging Christ's coming is, is supposed to be us acknowledging, embedded in that, our need for him to come. We acknowledge that first, hopefully, not in the, from, from the world around us, God come and save those people, but we acknowledge that by looking at ourselves and saying, God, I need you. The lights aren't bright enough for the darkness that exists. So I need you. I need you to shine. I need you to come in and save me. So Advent has to start there. Otherwise, why do we need the hope? It's hope in what otherwise would be hopeless. Jesus is hope in what would otherwise be hopeless. And, and what, to be honest, still feels that way sometimes. When we're really honest about it. Like some of what happens in this time will leave us confused because we're trying to feel a certain way, but sometimes we don't. We're trying to do a certain things, but thing, but sometimes we do the opposite. We want to be better, but sometimes we're worse. So where's the hope? The hope is in saying, that is where I'm at. Thank you, Jesus. Come into the middle of this. 
and knowing with confidence that he will because he already did. And that's the beautiful thing about this hope that, that, that John tells us about. The truth of this hope is it doesn't just come when you ask for it. It doesn't just come because you're expecting it. It doesn't just come because you deserve it. It comes in spite of you not asking for it, not deserving it, not even knowing how you need it. And even when you don't see it, it comes. That, that is the picture of God creating in Genesis that, that John was mirroring here, but it's also the picture of, of God entering in again with this plan of salvation. He's the one that was speaking about it. He's the one that was trying to prepare his people. And even the people that he spoke to over and over and over again weren't ready for it. It wasn't on their radar. And yet, to, to anyone who believes, it's theirs. This hope that comes in Jesus, it comes even before we see it. That's, that's, that's a part of this Advent story, right? If you're not prepared for it, guess what? It, it's coming anyway. Like that's, that's the truth of the, the original story. Like the lead up to Jesus's birth, very few people had it on their radar. Like a handful had it on their radar. And yet it was coming for the world. Does that make sense? Even when Jesus is born, who was there? Not the people you would have expected to be there. The hope came even when the world wasn't ready for it. And it still comes that way. So if you're not ready for it, guess what? I believe it's still coming. And I'm, I'm preaching that to myself right now. Even though you can't see it, just because you can't see it right now isn't a reason to despair. It's a reason to be reminded that it's coming anyway. That is why your hope is in Jesus. Jesus came before you were ready for him. Jesus came with this gift of salvation before it was on your grid, before you asked for it, and especially when you didn't deserve it. That could give us some hope. The, the kind of hope that doesn't... Um, that we don't have to work up. The kind of hope that comes when we realize what he has done and is doing. Yeah, we're just, we're going to close on that. Pray for a minute. And take communion after that.
God, I thank you that regardless of where we're at or how we're feeling or um, either how prepared or unprepared we, we are for the moment that there is hope for us. And I thank you that that hope comes in the form of you, you um, reminding us of what you have saved us from and what you are saving us from. Reminding us again that that is in fact exactly why you came. And that you did that apart from us. You did that on your own accord by your good pleasure and your wisdom and your goodness and your mercy. You brought that about. So God, I pray that you would give us genuine hope this season. The hope that comes from having eyes wide open to what, what exists in us that you're still working on and dealing with in the middle of that, the love that is present, the forgiveness that is present, the, the mercy and the grace that are available to us. And God, as we experience that for ourselves and as we humble ourselves to receive the truth of that and your provision that is there, God, I pray I pray that as we're reminded of the hope that we have in you, that, that we would um, you would give us fresh understanding on how to live in that and how to share that. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to take communion tonight. And when you're ready, you can come and receive.